welcome to What the Duck, a podcast with real experts talking about direct spin challenges and experiences. And now, here's your host, Source Day's very own manufacturing maven, Sarah Scudder. Happy Monday and welcome to another Ducking Digest. This is a weekly 15-minute news show hosted by myself and Lindsay Smith. Sometimes it runs longer than that, just depends on whatever Lindsay has on his mind, but our goal is to keep it around 15 minutes. Lindsay has over 30 years experience working in supply chain and most recently served as the SVP of supply chain for a mid-market manufacturer in Southern California, which is actually how I met Lindsay when he was working there. Each week, we share some news or talk about a topic that we feel is relevant to small or mid-sized manufacturers. We feel it's kind of an underserviced market when it comes to content and a focus area. A lot of times it's more on the enterprise and larger manufacturing space than we feel There's a ton of value in talking about supply chain related topics for people working for smaller manufacturers. And I just have to give, before we jump in today's topic, I have to give a a personal plug for Lindsay. He had quite a weekend. His daughter got engaged, which means he better get back to work and he's going to have a very expensive next couple of years. So congratulations on that, Lindsay. Ruthless, Sarah. Ruthless. All right. Yeah. Let's, All right. Uh, so, so today's topic, we are talking about supply chain career development for those working for small manufacturers. And I personally think this is a really, really important topic because it helps improve productivity, cost effectiveness, and customer satisfaction, which is what really, really matters. So Lindsay's got 10 best practices that he's going to walk us through. And if you have questions or comments throughout, feel free to drop those in the chat, and I will make sure we address those as he moves through his different points. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, target-rich environment. Uh, yeah, obviously an important topic because of, you know, improves efficiency, delivers cost reduction, uh, keeps the organization aligned, as as in all environments. Um, particularly pertinent to the small manufacturer, more so because as a, as a rollover from every, every supply chain is re- unique, it, it behooves us to, to, to understand and know where we work and, and the environment we work in. You know, the, a big idea is, you know, the organizational value of uh, being a great place to work. Um, you know, the, uh, that's, uh, that's something to noodle on. You know, one, do, am I spending my time? Uh, that's uh, a great place to work. Or, um, you know, am I, and, and specifically for supply chain, is, does the, the idea of being a great place to work, does it, does it extend to the supply chain function? And to me, so the um, yeah obviously supports the overall organizational goals, but but for me, what 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 does it look like? And uh, so I you know kind of me and Chat GPT came up with ten areas, and I kind of you know Chat GPT is vanilla flavored, so I kind of uh, AI's on the mind. I for those of you who follow me on LinkedIn, I did an AI headshot project where I submitted. 
12 headshots of myself. And now I have Sarah AI. It's actually my headshot on my profile now. So AI is on the mind, Lindsay. As, as if you couldn't be more stunning, Sarah. All right. So uh, roles, roles, you know, I'm the supply chain guy. You know, I, I've been... I've been introduced in different ways in different organizations, and some people say, "Oh, yeah, he's the he's the warehouse guy, he's the purchasing guy." You know, he's our you know senior vice president of global supply chain. Sorry, my fingers are busy this morning. Uh, the uh, so small small manufacturer roles uh, overlap. There's no there. There's probably a purchasing person. There may not be an asset management person. There may not be um, an SNOP person. There may not be a a demand planning person. There may be order entry, but <clears throat> you know the commodity management's gone to purchasing, uh, scheduling's gone to order entry, uh, and and maybe even you know someone in finance looks after uh, order entry. Um, you know the uh, things just kind of sort of what happen as, in a convenient schedule with the people we have, rather than having. Um, the traditional structured organization. So first question in the in the role definition is which bases are being covered and, and which aren't? And which does the company see as important? Because that's where I have to align to be successful in the organization. And which ones are are, are perceived as less important? And, and is that okay? Or or do I do I add value? Or do I just have it on a ticker list that says, hey, by the way, we don't we don't address how many purchase order cancellation suggestions uh, don't get processed each each month so we don't we don't accurately monitor uh, root cause of uh, slow and obsolete inventory you know stuff like that similarly uh, career paths career paths yeah they'll, they'll they'll be less of them right there's the uh, so you know it's a smaller company you know there's more multi uh, multitask uh, folks around so there's fewer discrete paths um, the because uh, everything ultimately quickly converges to the boss. Um, the uh, so rather than the traditional um, uh, cross training, um, educational, progr organizational progression opportunities, you know, the, you look for the simple stuff. W what am I going to learn this month? That, that's a great one, you know. The and and, and that, we'll harpen back to that because it, it kind of ties to. Uh, work-life balance, the important idea in um, to know and be acutely aware of in the, the small manufacturing environment is the job never ends. You can happily spend, you know, many, many hours, and many people do many hours, many days a week, um, trying to finish this job and never get there. And dirty little secret, employers won't criticize you for doing that. So be very careful. That's an unhealthy habit, especially if you're a Band-Aid to a supply chain that has not been dialed in. Uh, training and development, you know, big companies have workshops, big companies have budgets, big companies have um, successive seminars, certifications, you know, planned and mapped out. Uh, less so in the small company. So what I found to be great is have a weekly check-in, um, safe space, Clearly, I'm a candid, open kind of kind of person, and, and okay with being told, "No, you're not thinking about it right." Most of the time, the but try and have a, a sub purchasing team weekly meeting, and just talk about what's going on. Have everyone check in, what's on their mind, and as you go around the table, you can tell by what people offer up. 
are they thinking about the business? Are they elsewhere? Are they distracted by something? Are they working a problem? Uh, and, and see what the rest of the team can come up with. And what we're trying to do is build up the level of the team. And that's having that safe environment it takes a few months of, of regular weekly repetition to demonstrate that it's a safe environment. But what I've seen is we'll have guest speakers come from the quality department or receiving, and we'll get the feedback. Can I join your meeting? You know, how often do you hear that in an organization? I'd like to join your weekly meeting. I like the way you talk about what went wrong this week and, and, and what we can do differently and what the, how we should deal with uh, certain issues as part of our job. Um, and, and in that theme, you know, the cross-training, no formal cross-training in a, in a small organization, but, but look, for, look for understanding what really goes on in the other departments. Try and spend a few hours in the stock room. Try and spend a few hours with receiving, you know, walk at least half a mile in their shoes to one to build the empathy, but two to understand where the organizational gaps are. Lindsay, and, and one thing one thing that I've been able to do in my career on this cross-functional experience is volunteer for projects that are going to stretch you. Don't just sign up or or take on projects that you're comfortable with and look for projects that will give you cross-functional exposure. So if you know you're going to have something that where you're going to work with leaders or people from other departments, raise your hand and take those on whenever you can. Yeah, and and and, and you know, don't don't shy away just because it's uncomfortable or it's not the your your normal uh, uh, portfolio of uh, of things that you of, of tasks or skill sets that you work with. Then look here actually look to take on the uncomfortable stuff, and you know that that kind of speaks to the idea of a mentor. You know, the, uh, I, I've, I've mentioned before on this talk, you know, the, the value, potential value of a CFO type mentor because they bring a very different perspective to the supply chain and it can be really aligned with what supply chains meant to do. Um, perhaps there's less of an opportunity to find a mentor in the small manufacturing environment, in which case, look outside. Sarah, the, uh, the, the queen of... Uh, of social media and LinkedIn, you you know uh, you know the the power of the network out there. There there's a lot of people out there. You know, theory X, theory Y. You know, there's there's a bunch of them that are inherently good people and would be happy to say, yeah, I'll talk to you for twenty minutes. Uh, you know, once every couple of weeks. You know, there there's people out there who will do that just out of the goodness of their heart. I'll also say you don't need to have a formal mentor to learn from someone. So there are people that I follow online that I haven't formally asked, hey, will you be my mentor and meet with me regularly? But I learn a lot from them because I listen to their podcasts, I watch their videos, I read their content. So you can learn from people without having a formal program in place. Yeah, um, the absolutely. And you know, when, he, when you walk into that meeting, if you have your you're one pager and you have your discussion bullets planned. You're demonstrating organization. You're demonstrating uh, preparation. You're demonstrating respect for the individual. You're not wasting their time. You're not just hanging out because uh, Lindsay's cute or because Sarah's got good stories. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 value of, uh, the value of this uh, feedback is, um, is knowing who we are. You know, we, I, I, that, that's, that's very important that we know who we are. Where am I doing well? 
where am I where am I working well in this organization? And is that the skill set that that I want to be known for? If I if I'm known for working hard and working long hours, what's the end game there? You know, the I, can I go and work for a world class uh, manufacturer one day and walk in and say, oh yeah, I work hard and work long? Yes, so does so so does a high school kid who's leading a shift at McDonald's. Well, that's not a, a differentiating skill set versus if I say, yeah, I better integrate ERP systems by uh, by developing, uh, doing needs assessments with the user groups and developing tailored reports and incorporating uh, new technology apps like like a source day uh, PO coordination tool and and drive drive that increased efficiency, reduce slob inventory, uh, improve supplier on time delivery. That's a very different, uh, two very different uh, ways of viewing ourselves. Uh, so know what, know what are, know both what are top three, because there'll be many. So know what our top three value adds are, but also know what my time sinks are. Where does this organization, where's the gaps? Where does this company suck? You know, what do you mean I have to, I have to print the POs, or I, I, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to go to the stockroom on, on Friday afternoons and help pack out shipments. Okay, you know that's that's not a skill set that's going to get you a job in the future, but it's it's certainly something that might be needed in the current environment. Um, you would kind of talk about the continuous learning, continuous improvement. Don't 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 get. You know, there's being in a. My wife and I say we're not in a rut. You know, we go to Tuscany every year. Guilty as charged. We're in a groove. You know, but if you're in a, a rut, you know, the, the, the compromise uh, processes, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, it's one thing to be in a groove. It's a different thing to be in a rut, you know. So look for, look for, continually look for how do we improve the process? How can we streamline it? How can we and, make it better? And, Lindsay, I would say in the continuous improvement area, learning how to leverage and use technology is absolutely essential. If you want to be able to add value now and in the future, learn what systems are important, know how to use them, know how to implement them, know how to manage change management. That will really, really set you apart and should be a key focus area for your learning. And, and no, no is a big word. No, no, no in terms of how I might explore this. You know, what, what you did at the weekend, Sarah, was using AI for your headshot. Well, you know, you have the, a room full of people talking. I've been in roomfuls of executives and they, they, they kind of, they're confused about what the heck is AI. And, I, you know, I, I hear about ChatGP, but I've never turned it on. Oh, for God's sake. You know, it, that would take you 45 seconds. You know, yes, I, I've used it. Yes, I've applied it. Yes, I've come up with a cute picture. You know, I spent the weekend with... Uh, with SAG employees up in LA, and they're very upset about AI. You know, it's changing their world, and very upset about the fact that their clients are embracing it because it's a low-cost option. So, at least understand how it affects my environment. The last thing I want to talk about is recognize and reward. Game the system, right? The uh, no one ever got into trouble for saying, you know. That Sarah Scudder did a great job last week. You know, she did this. She created this document. She engaged us with this new potential client. Everyone listens. Everyone listens when you when you say that, hey, Wendy saved us $200,000 last year. Or, hey, 
Carrie, great job. You placed 10,000 PO lines uh, last year. You know, the, um, the that's one, that's you were reinforcing the values of the organization through the performance of the individual. But we're also sending a little message to the, the, the leadership team that here's where we add value. It's not that supply chain sits there and works long hours. It's that Wendy can pay additional attention, get a couple of extra quotes, and by golly, we take $200,000 out of a buy. Or that Carrie just doesn't sit there you know, just getting frustrated with the, uh, the, the relentless request. He placed 10,000 orders last uh, PO lines last, uh, last year. So you know, it forces folks to, to, to look at supply chain in, in a, a different kind of light. And I would say have that as a, a process where it's something that's incorporated regularly. So maybe it's an email strategy where you send out a weekly update and in, in there you have a call out section. Or maybe you have a team meeting and you have a section in your team meeting where you shout out or call out or recognize. For us, we have something called Karma Points in Slack. So you can acknowledge great work by applying karma points. When people get a certain number of points, they actually can get gift cards or there's some financial incentives tied to them. Uh, the other thing I'll add is make sure you only give it when it's warranted. If somebody's just continuously handing out great job or high five, it's going to mean nothing over time. So make sure there's really it's warranted and that there's a, a measurable metric or impact. Yeah, the values of uh, employee recognition. Absolutely. The I kind of left, I'm glad you said that, Sarah, because I, I kind of left off the communication part of this deliberately because we kind of focused on that, I think, two weeks ago when we talked about getting supply chain a seat at the table. And that was kind of a, a big part of that was communicate. For God's sake, don't just do the job. Communicate what's going on to the rest of the organization. Don't assume everyone knows. Yep. Uh, we have people who are joining us from Ecuador, Athens, Texas, uh, Sheffield, UK. So nice to have a global audience with us today. Lindsay and I will be back next Monday at 10 a.m. Central to talk about another topic relevant to those working for small and mid-sized manufacturers. 